This episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast is brought to you by Jobber. Jobber is your business's command center. The easy-to-use app powers your sales, operations, and customer service all in one place. Go check them out at lawncarebusinesssuccess.com slash jobber to receive 20% off your first six months. You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational, to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 229, entitled interview with Michael Gunn from Gunn Landscaping. Well, Happy New Year, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I really appreciate it, and uh, as always, thank you for the questions and comments and feedback that you guys have been sending through. As I said there at the opening, Happy New Year. It is uh, January of uh, 2020. I stepped away from the podcast and from YouTube and Instagram and all of that uh, content creation stuff uh, for the past three weeks. Uh, I've uh, done this the last few years. And, uh, it just coincides, obviously, uh, you know, having a nice break, but also coincides with, uh, you know, the Christmas, uh, winter break, uh, having my kids at home from school. And also my wife, who's a teacher, uh, gets, uh, that same time, uh, to be at home. So it was just nice to spend, uh, you know, every day with my family for the past three weeks. Uh, just a really nice, um, you know, uh, break and, uh, to be able to recharge the batteries. We got to do some fun things and also, uh, just, uh, be lazy for once to hang around and, uh, just hang out. Uh, we, uh, uh, subscribed to, uh, the new Disney plus, uh, streaming channel as well and, uh, got to do some fun things. Uh, we had realized that, uh, uh, none of us in the family had actually, and I think we were the only ones on the planet, had, who had actually watched um, any of the original Star Wars films. So we decided uh, to watch, uh, uh, you know, as many of the Star Wars films that we could, and we watched them in order from the prequels to the originals and uh, going on to uh, the current movies. And I think we have um, one or two left uh, to go, and uh, we can say we've watched every Star Wars film uh, from there. So that was a fun thing to follow along and, and sort of see what everybody's talking about and understand who all these characters are that you hear about. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it was just fun, uh, you know, hanging out with the family and being able to do that. But, uh, yeah, they're uh, back at school now. My wife's back at work. And so it's also back to business uh, as usual for me with the podcast and the uh, YouTube and uh, daily Instagram content. So uh, with that being said, if you haven't uh, followed me on YouTube, make sure uh, you uh, head on over there, hit that subscribe button, click that notification bell, uh, as I'll be uh, putting out uh, a lot of great content uh, this year and uh, on uh, Instagram as well. And uh, stay tuned uh, for lots of these, uh, you know, podcast episodes to continue uh, through 2020. 
So, uh, with that being said, uh, this week we have a, uh, another uh, value-packed interview to kick off uh, 2020 with. Uh, I uh, sit down and uh, chat with uh, Michael Gunn from Gunn Landscaping. Uh, so, before we get into it, it's time for this week's Jobber Minute. So I was trying to think of a question uh, to ask Murray this week uh, for the Jobber Minute. And I thought for those just starting out a lawn care business and uh, looking for an easier way to uh, run all of the day-to-day stuff that comes uh, with running your own business, can Jobber help? Julio, thanks for having me back. Murray here from Jobber. Um, so to answer this question, the good news is Jobber can definitely help with this person's business. Um, our platform is completely customizable, making it an easy fit for them to run their business. And we have a ton of great features. Um, obviously, the basics like quoting, invoicing, but then we get into reporting to make the paperwork side of things a lot easier, um, routing so people can manage their teams. Um, and, you know, we help over 50 home service industries manage their business better. Um, and I've kind of mentioned this before, from plumbing to landscaping, lawn care, HVAC, carpet cleaning, general contracting, and so many more. Basically, if you're running a business that provides a service to a customer on their property, we can certainly help with that. So there you have it, Lawn Care Nation. If you want to see what Jobber can do for you and your lawn care business, head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash Jobber. Start a free trial and get 20% off your first six months. So I'm just going to play the podcast announcements and we'll get into this week's uh, interview episode in its entirety right after this. So stay tuned. Hey guys, if you have any questions or comments about the show, I'd love to hear from you. You can head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash contact. For you Instagram users out there, be sure to follow me at lawncarebusinesssuccess. And if you haven't checked out my videos yet, well, what are you waiting for? Be sure to subscribe to the Lawn Care Business Success YouTube channel. Now, I know you guys love listening to audio while you work as much as I do, so I've partnered up with Audible to offer you guys a free 30-day trial and two free audiobooks of your choice. There's no long-term commitments, and you can cancel any time. And get this, even if you cancel during your free trial period, you still get to keep the two free audiobooks. It's a great way to try the service and to see if Audible is right for you. So why not give it a try? Head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash audible. Now back to the show. So I'd like to welcome Michael Gunn from Gunn Landscaping to the show. Hey, Mike, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you doing, Julio? I'm doing really good. Happy New Year to you. You too. You too. 2020. Awesome. So uh, <laughs> let's uh, just uh, get right into it. So maybe tell us a bit about yourself and your business. Sure. Yeah, I'm Mike Gunn, owner of Gunn Landscaping LLC in uh, Noblesville, Indiana. Been doing this for, uh, this is my ninth year. Wow. and. Uh, yeah, so we're, we're full service landscaping. Uh, we do anywhere from irrigation, fertilization, uh, lawn care, obviously, uh, mulching, everything. And we try to do it um, where for each property that we're on, we service everything around the property. Uh, some of those, you know, are, are on contract. Some of them are not, you know, pay as you go type of deal. And yeah. then we also do snow removal too. So, Oh, nice. Yeah. Very cool. So is... Uh, your lawn care business, your main income, or is it a side hustle? It is my main income. Yep. Full time okay. for nine years. I did it a couple of years before that, but officially nine years, full time, main income. Okay. So uh, what first attracted you to the lawn care industry and made you want to start your own business? 
Sure. Well, uh, when I was in high school, I was working at Meyer, which is like a local grocery store here. And okay. uh, I was working with a gal there and she, her neighbor did snow removal and it was winter time and he needed some help uh, with that. So I got into that, worked with him that winter. And then uh, he invited me back to do the lawn care. They were just mainly mowing uh, big commercial accounts and HOAs. Mm-hmm. And so I started working with him and I really loved it. I've always loved landscaping. Uh, my whole life uh, out in the yard digging holes, you know, with the little tractors and all that. So okay. um, it's always been a passion. And then I've, uh, I'm a musician and uh, artist as well. And kind of growing up, uh, my grandpa was an artist. And so taking that, those two fields with landscaping, I mean, it's, it's a hands-on, you know, it's an art, you know, so mm-hmm. that's kind of how I got into it. And then I worked for a couple other companies and went to school for uh, landscape and horticulture, uh, landscape design uh, at Vincennes University. And uh, kind of decided at that point that at some point I want to do in my own business and uh, do this. So that's how I got into it. Okay, awesome. Yeah, definitely um, uh, lots of opportunity in landscaping to flex that uh, creativity muscle. Uh, that, sure, uh, that's my favorite part. Yeah, is, uh, you know, uh, there with uh, musicians and uh, artists as well. Um, okay, so cool. uh, do you have any uh, employees or are you just a one-man operation? I do. In the summertime, last summer I had five at one time, and then that included uh, a gal in the office here with me, Peg. Uh, she's been in this business for 40 some odd years, and oh, wow. she's actually retiring now. So this is going to be my first year without her. Uh, she's been with me for seven years. Oh. So it's going to be a little different this year, but I'm really mm-hmm. looking forward to getting more hands-on with the clients and, and in the office here and uh, mainly leading the crews and working on the business instead of in the business, which you hear so much okay, about right. so yeah very cool so this next question is one of my absolute favorites and it's because there is no uh, wrong or right or wrong answers to it um, everybody's got a different answer and it's you know whatever suits that person uh, so how would you find success oh I've heard this one before um, you know you know family's everything that's what drives us uh, when I first mm-hmm got into business. Uh, I did it because I loved what I was doing. And then at some point in time, you kind of realize that maybe uh, we love what we're doing, but we're going to get burnt out real quick if we're not making any money. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, so money is a factor, you know, with, as with anything, that's why we're in business. Um, But I would say that right now having that balance of family and, uh, and the income, you know, uh, balancing those two things is probably, probably the biggest uh, motivating factor at this point and having more time with family. Uh, which mm-hmm. I've been blessed to have the past couple of years, be able to take away, uh, step away from the business as it kind of runs itself uh, at times. And uh, yeah. having that has been a huge blessing. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a big component to a lot of what uh, people would define as success. I know with myself, it's been um, the the same, uh, sort of that common thread there, being able to uh, take my kids to school in the mornings. Right. Um, they would have days, uh, you know, where they would get off uh, at two thirty in the afternoon, and it was like, well, I guess I'm done at two thirty yeah. <laughs> afternoon. I'll go pick them up, and you know, when right. they were younger and couldn't, you know, take care of themselves and stuff. As they got older, you know, I would uh, was able to uh, work a bit longer hours and stuff, but to have that freedom to do and make lawn care um, what you wanted out of it. Um, I thought, uh, was, uh, one of the things uh, for me that defined success and, um, was also one of the contributing factors. I remember when I first started, um, I joined a 
franchise company. And uh, during the training week, they would send you out with different franchisees. And uh, it was a range. The, one of the guys I went out with, you know, had a, a couple trailers, had employees and was gung ho and work, 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 work. And then the yeah. very you know next day, they sent me out with uh, 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 this older gentleman who had actually retired from his previous job, but then was bored. And wanted to not sit around the house and was just by himself with his dog and would take his dog to every job and his dog would just lay there in the lawn while he's mowing around him and stuff and would move every time he'd come. And I was like, wow, like lawn care, you can really do whatever you want, whether you want to work you know, a few jobs a day as you retire, as you're retired or, or do a full, you know, cruise and things. It's like whatever, uh, the freedom there. Um, yeah. The freedom of it for sure. I mean, my first couple of years in business, I, you know, I was solely just focused on the business and my son was born uh, when we, my first year in business. And uh, you know, I was so focused on the business that I missed out so much of his first couple of years there, you know? And then when my daughter was born, you know, when, when kids come into your life, it totally changes your perspective on everything. And you start realizing that, you know, maybe, uh, maybe uh, I'm focused on the wrong things here. You know, and that, mm-hmm. that's when I really started to take more time with family and, and really reorganize my business to support the family, you know? So, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it definitely changes your perspective having kids. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, just the time you think you're, you know, I'll get this done and get this done. It's like, nope, you're going to be uh, yeah. looking after and or like, picking up this person after school or taking them to this yeah. dance thing or this sport activity or, or something like that. And it's like, but you look back and go, I wouldn't change any minute of it. Yeah. So, and see, my wife goes into work, uh, about five thirty. she leaves the house. So I put my kids on the bus every morning, you know, yeah, and, yeah. uh, having that time with them, you know, is, uh, totally life changing. I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's funny how, when you first start in business, you know, you have totally different, uh, uh, goals than when you get a little bit further in, you start realizing what it's really all about. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I'm very, very similar. My wife goes uh, to work early in the morning and uh, she works in a different city. So she has to commute and uh, it's the same thing. Like I said, uh, you know, take my kids to school. My daughter is in uh, university now, first year of university. And she texted me this morning saying, Hey, can you pick me up at two 30 from the, um, (laughs) they call it the park and ride. It's like where the bus kind of drops off and, um, uh, sort of like a bus loop or something or bus exchange. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Cause I'll save her like a, an hour uh, of trying to wait for another bus to get home. As a matter stuff, of right? fact, I can. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, sure. No problem. That's awesome. But yeah. I, that, uh, that freedom is, uh, is a very, uh, a common answer, uh, when it comes to, well, uh, what success people. Uh, well, it's funny too, you know, cause you could, you know, if you don't have, I know a lot of guys that don't have kids or family, and uh, they're still full board. That's their life, you know, is their business. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter. It's across the board. It's that's the the awesome part of the freedom is you, you can decide what works for you. you know? Yep. Yeah. And you can change it over time yep. and adapt it. Yeah. Um, so what type of uh, or what size properties do you maintain and uh, what type of equipment do you use? to maintain those properties. So most um, people know that I'm mostly small properties, right? Most of my stuff is a 21 inch mower, 32 inch stand on and a 36 to maintain those dense city lots. So what type sure. of properties do you maintain? Well, uh, a few years ago we had a lot more HOAs and commercial accounts. I started veering more towards now with the residential full service, you know? Okay. Um, so 
I would say they've scaled down a little bit, but my area is extremely, uh, like to just be honest, a wealthy area. And okay. so they have a lot of high expectations and the properties are probably quarter acre on average. Okay. Um, all the way up to, you know, three or four with some of these HOAs and commercial accounts that I still have. So yep. I've got a gravely 60 inch and I've had nice. that for six years now, five or six yeah. years. And then I've got an Xmark uh, 48 inch walk behind uh, a turf tracer. Um, okay. And then as well as a, a little Husqvarna, you know, throw away push mower. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. That's, that's on its last leg now. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, Those uh, turf tracers mower. are awesome, aren't they? <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. And I yeah. originally got that because we had some hills and I used okay, to have yeah. a Vantage, uh, Xmark Vantage. It was a 48 as well. Um, but it would not hang these hills. So when I got yeah. that, it was kind of before the stander, uh, craze, you know, kind of took yeah. off. And, uh, so it hangs the heck out of some hills. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 I've got a 36 turf tracer and it's just, it's yeah. like the utility mower of like, it does everything. Like Bulletproof. Every, yeah. Every condition it's built like a tank. Um, it's so easy to maintain like the weight distribution on it. I can like lean it back on its handles. I don't even need a jack to yeah. lift it. It just like, will sit there on its back. I've got the sulky so kind of sits on the sulky stand mm-hmm. and, uh, we'll just sit there and I can change blades on it. And, and there's no uh, worry about it falling forward because of the way the weight is on it. Uh, you know, hills and stuff. And it's well, just and everything's amazing. right there. It's so practical, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes with, sometimes with this equipment, less is more, you know, less to go wrong, less to break, you know, um, is yours the, is yours the pull start too, or is it yeah. electric key? Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Pull start. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's the only, uh, that's the only downside with mine is the pull start only because my trailer is very uh, confined and it's got mm-hmm. high walls. So I'm always worried about smashing my back of my elbow when I go to pull start it against the wall of the trailer. Yeah. <clears throat> Cause it's sort or, of a confined that uh, new guy running it that pulls it into the enclosed trailer on the wrong side, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then you go back in there to, you know, you're going to use it this time. You're like, well, what's this? How am I going to get this sucker started? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can kind of manhandle yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing, right? Because they're pretty, <laughs> yeah, they're pretty thing. But yeah, they're nice machines. And then you you said you had a 60 inch, which is, uh, I can't even yeah. comprehend that. Uh, like, for example, my customers, when I first started using the 36 inch turf tracer, they're like, what are you doing with that monstrosity? And why are you bringing it on my property? <laughs> because everything here is push mo, like for the most yeah. part, right? Unless it's a commercial or something like that. Um, like the average landscaping company you see here, most of them, you know, don't even have pickup or don't even have trailers. It's just pickup truck with like two twenty ones in the back sort of thing. Right. right? And they just push cause the lots are tiny or those, or there's like a couple of steps, like one or two steps to go to the backyard or to the front yard or the thing. Right. So, um, yeah, when you bring in a bigger mower, they're like, what are you doing? Like, why would you, and what wins them over eventually is the cut quality of them. It just leaves a really... Right nice cut when when every lawn in the neighborhood has those 21 inch wheel mark stripes right right and then you do a cut that's like completely smooth and nice and it has no like you know just the actual stripe stripes from the direction of the you know the grass being cut and they're like that looks amazing and then neighbors are coming up going wow that looks so good (laughs) and it's because nobody's used to having those bigger mowers I would say like a 60 is definitely the standard around here as far as oh, what wow. everybody else is using too. Uh, not, not so much on the residential, but for the commercial and the HOAs and all that. I mean, that's all you see is, is these guys on 60s. 72 is still, in my opinion, too big. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the models that I've seen 
you know, the deck sticks out a little too far. We start cutting into some of these undulations and stuff, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 60 is kind of the standard where we're at. Oh, nice. For sure. Yeah. Oh, that's and 48. Awesome. You got to have that 48 to get it. Oh, the 48. Yeah. And all that. Yeah. Yeah. Say that those were, those would be a no go for me. <laughs> yeah. I'd be able, yeah. be able to maybe do some front yards with them and then I'd be stuck once the backyards uh, happen, whether sure. there's like a, you know, even with my 32, um, you know, I thought that would solve a lot of the issues and it, it I was able to do the most lawns last year with the 32 inch uh, Starus um, versus, the push mowing, but there was still tons of lawns I couldn't do. They're just so tight in these neighborhoods. There'd be like, um, you know, stuff in the way, um, or like uh, somebody parking their vehicle too close to the, you know, with the access where I'd have to go around. Cause they're used to me using a 21 inch mower right. or there's one or two steps to get down. And it's like, I can't, you know, I can't use it still. Right. Still stuck push mowing. So forever I'm cursed with push mowing. Uh, the stripes never look as good when there's only two or three of them, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just one of those things. Um, so what is uh, of your tools that you use, including uh, maybe handheld uh, stuff as well? What's your favorite tool and why? Um, for me, probably our dump trailer. Okay, nice. Um, I, I went without that for a couple of years when, we, when I scaled back a little bit. But the yep. dump trailer, I mean, that's behind a truck every single day. Mainly what we do is landscape maintenance, you know, and, and, and design install too. But, yep. uh, but as far as the equipment, uh, I cannot live without a dump trailer for sure. Yeah. It's so handy to have a yeah. dump trailer. Yeah. My, yeah. Uh, my little custom built trailer as a, the back end of it is it's got a front toolbox that has a side door where like the 21s and handheld equipment go into. And sure. then the back um, has a dump box. Uh, with high sides on it. Uh, but okay. normally I'm parking or using, you know, the turf tracer or something in the back. Um, but when I'm doing other jobs that I need that, it just comes in so handy. It's just the, that one moment when you're at the dump to actually dump the stuff and it takes you, you know, 30 seconds right. versus having to, I used to have to, uh, you know, use like a big pitch fork and pull stuff out <laughs> yeah. sitting there yeah. for hours and you, you yes. were that guy like I was for a couple of years, you know, you get to the dump and, and, uh, you're in there, you know, cleaning out your trailer. And then here comes the guy with the dump trailer right next to you showing off, you know, yeah, yeah. In, out, <laughs> in a blink of an eye, you're like, Oh man, you know, what am I yeah. doing? <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, uh, it makes a huge uh, difference in productivity. Yeah. Especially <laughs> when you've got guys working with you, you know, it's all about saving those man hours and labor yeah. and, and they appreciate having the proper equipment too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It saves a lot of work. Uh, saves a lot of uh, wear and tear on the guys, I would imagine, yep. just uh, from my own you know, my own experience there. Um, so you mentioned uh, full service lawn care, and my next question uh, was: uh, Do you offer any services that are not lawn care or landscaping related, like power washing or window cleaning, for example, maybe rubbish removal, things like that? Um, I do power washing for existing clients. You know, if they okay. have. We've got a couple of them with tennis courts and stuff we've done, um, but I don't market that at all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, snow removal is a big one when it snows. <laughs> uh, yeah. We do snow removal all the time. And then holiday de- decor. Uh, I okay. used to do more of it than I do now, but uh, currently I just offer that for uh, same as the power washing, just for existing clients, you know, where we maintain everything else. We'll yeah, do yeah. holiday lighting as well. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I used to, I, I, I consider myself full service as well uh, mm-hmm. but I don't I don't do as much as I used to 
just because you get busier and you get into sort of the schedule and the routine and stuff. And now I'm sort of like you where I'll only offer those other services to a regular client. I'm not going to go and, you know, um, out of my way and reschedule stuff for a one-off person that wants to driveway pressure wash or something like that. Right. But, yeah. you know, I'll do it for uh, clients because I can know I can put, you know, a bunch of them together and, you know, have that equipment loaded and, and do a day of it and get two or three of them done yeah. or something. Right. Yeah. And that's what I found too, is not offering too many services. You know, as you get more into business, um, being able to pick and choose those jobs as well as your clients, you know, uh, always marketing and keeping your name out there in front of people so that you have more opportunity, maybe for a, a little bit sweeter jobs or whatever, uh, more profitable ones, but not branching out too much to where you start to lack that quality, uh, because yeah, you're yeah. just trying to, just trying to keep up, you know? Yeah. So yeah. that's what yeah, I no, found recently. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Good advice. I always tell people that it's, uh, when you're starting out, it's great because mm -hmm. you're not going to have a whole bunch of clients to start out. So yeah, you can fill in those. Busy. Yeah. You can fill in those gaps with the clients that you have doing that extra work. But right. over time, as you get more of that core work, those lawns and stuff, you're going to have less time to do those extra jobs. But, right. um, and then you can transition to just offering that to those uh, regular clients, those good clients, right. That you want to right. keep happy. I mean, um, the Pat, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say in the past, uh, I used to do a lot more lawn care than I do now where it was just, we just mowed their lawns. Yeah. And, uh, I ended up having to get rid of a lot of that just because we were so busy and I was struggling to, to keep help in the door, um, mm. to where we, you know, now we only do a couple days of lawn care, you know, full, full routes, okay. um, and everything else is just maintaining, you know, uh, a lot of maintenance. And then with the installs, scheduling those in too, I typically try to do those more, uh, midsummer to late summer, you know, with our larger, uh, patios and things like that, it, mm. at least I have in the past this year, I, I would like to have a full-time lawn care crew, uh, maintenance crew, and then a full-time, uh, install crew. So it, that could change. I could market a little bit more lawn care and to fill up that schedule for a, for a crew that would uh, just be doing that, you know? Um, yeah. Okay, cool. So when customers are asking you for those extras that your regular customers, do you, um, tell them, like a specific date that you're going to do them or do you just like for me, what I found is I just do my mowing um, a few days a week and then I keep uh, the Monday and the Friday open. Mm -hmm. um, this also helps when there's a long weekend or a holiday or my wife wants to get away or something like that, that I can go without inconveniencing this mowing schedule. Uh, right. But when customers ask me for stuff, I don't promise them a date. I just tell them, okay, no problem. I'll put it on the list. Right. And they don't know whether that list has one job on it or 10 jobs on it. I just say, Hey, I'll get to it when I can, as soon as I you know can. And then I schedule those extra jobs on the Mondays and Fridays and keeps it flexible. And like I say, if I, if a week comes up and you know, my wife's like, Hey, let's go away for the weekend. I can just go away for the weekend. I don't have to call right. back and say, Oh, sorry. I know I was coming today and blah, blah, blah. And, and stuff. I just don't tell people when it's, when it's going to happen. So right. how do you handle that sort of uh... Well, I never 
set it for a specific date because okay. I found in the past that was just, I was just, that was making us look bad, you know, because yeah. it would rain or something like that. We, you know, something would come up, uh, lawn care would get backed up because it was raining or something. So we'd have to be more flexible with the schedule. But I typically give them the week of, you know, or, okay. or, or a time frame like that, maybe the, the last, you know, the latter end of the month or something of that yeah. nature. It's what I've done in the past. This year, you know, okay. we're going to be changing some things, but uh, that's what's worked for us in the past. And then some clients, you know, that uh, that go with us and come back, you know, that we service every single year. Um, we have those pretty much down to a, a pretty firm schedule, uh, okay. you know, where we, we're going to mulch their yard a, a certain week out of the year. Yes, Typically, yes. We, we can do that unless yeah, it's yeah. just a lot of rain or something comes up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so very similar there. I keep so, it open. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what type of, uh, work do you prefer commercial or residential and why? Well, I used to prefer commercial because that was the thing, you know, that was, uh, if you had some commercial gigs, you were, uh, something else, but anymore I'm finding, uh, that residential is kind of where it's at. Uh, a lot of homeowners are really willing to pay for that quality service. Uh, where as far as commercial, uh, it's gotten so doggy dog around my area um, that everybody's going after that work and they're underbidding the rest of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's, it's taken the profits, a lot of the profits out. Some of these guys, some of the, I, I bid on some work last year and uh, they came in at like half the price I was at and I don't even know how they're making money, you know, you know, with your overhead and everything else. Um, so lately I've been going more full service residential work as well mm-hmm. as, you know, the design install uh, with residential. It's just, I find it a lot more, it's a lot, uh, it's a lot of fun working with a client. Uh, if you're doing some sort of install and, uh, having the pleasure of knowing that they're, uh, spending their money on that because that's what they want. And in the end, you know, when they see the end results, uh, it's just as much uh, gratification for you as it is them. And just having more of that personal, uh, working relationship. Yeah. It's much more enjoyable. Yeah. 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 I have, mm-hmm. uh, I found that right from the beginning. I didn't, uh, I didn't last too long doing commercial stuff. I did a few and it was just always the same yeah. story. It didn't matter for me, at least in my experience, it didn't matter how good of a job I did. I could spend hours and hours to the point where, you know, I wasn't even getting paid that much, but I wanted yeah. to have it look so nice and right. they would compliment me and that all the time. Yet come the end of the year, it was like, went to the cheapest person again. And it was yeah. like, like why you guys were like complaining about all these issues with your past guy. I came in, turned right. it all around. You're telling me how good it is. And yet for $200 a month, you're going to go back to somebody else or that you yeah. weren't happy the, with. Like the commercial what? work I still do have. It's because, uh, it's that, uh, that working relationship that we do have. Yeah. They're going to go with me because they like, our company, you know, they like us, yeah. they like me, they like the guys that work with me and, uh, and they know us and they know that we're going to provide that quality job. And I know that there's been other people that have come in, you know, and bid cheaper or whatever, but they've gone with us just because they know that they're going to get what they're, what they're paying yeah, for, yeah. you know? So yeah. Marshall yeah, it's I good. still have is, is definitely because of that. Yeah. 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 It's good if you can, uh, if you can find those that, um, you know, really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's difficult <laughs> yeah. when uh, a lot of it is about profit and, and yeah. all that. Right. And uh, yeah, it's, it's tough. Um, 
So share this next question uh, is another one that I really enjoy asking uh, people. Uh, and it's probably the one question uh, or one of a few um, that gives people sort of pause for thought. Uh, and that is uh, share with us a time uh, that you struggled in your business and uh, what you learned or did to overcome it. Um, the latest struggle with uh, my business has been finding good help and, and not just that, but keeping them in the door and keeping them coming back year after mm. year. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, in our area, obviously we've got winter months where I try to keep them busy, you know, as far as snow removal and we do the holiday decor and, and our fall cleanups go till Christmas, you know? Mm. Um, but just keeping those guys motivated and creating that culture, uh, to keep people, you know, to make them want to work with my okay. company, you know, yeah, yeah. uh, that's been my, I'm still struggling with it. Uh, yeah. but trying to, you know, take care of the things that take care of you. That's one of the things that I kind of live by and run my business by is that, uh, you know, these guys are, are making the business money, you know, yeah. and every hour they work, you know, is, is to make the business money. And I, I try to motivate them as well, uh, by sharing that, you know, Hey, look, you know, I understand that you need a paycheck at the end of the day or, you know, every two weeks or whatever. Um, but if the business isn't making money, that's not going to happen, you know, so yeah. keeping guys motivated and, and you have to look at it from their shoes too, uh, is what I've struggled with. You have to look at it from their shoes and, uh, why, why, you know, should they come into work every day? And with the younger generation, I found that it's not necessarily because of the money, uh, but more of them feeling a sense of pride about what they're doing. You know, just like us finding a sense of pride in our business and, and, and the work and the craftsmanship that we provide, um, they need to have that feeling as well. And so for several years, uh, I thought, you know, hey, I'm a, I'm a fun guy to work with. You know, I tried to be yeah. that, that fun. You know, I didn't want to be a slave driver, uh, yeah. but I was kind of missing the point as far as uh, what's motivating them to uh, keep coming back, you know, mm. year after year. I've, I've had, uh, like I mentioned before, Peg, she's been with me for a long time. And it's, she's not into it for the money. She just loves the clients. She loves what she does. Mm-hmm. I've had a, uh, another guy work with me. He's been in with me for seven or eight years too. And then I've had a lot of people that have just come and gone, you know, oh. uh, because it's just not for them or whatever. But yeah, yeah. that's definitely been, that's a long winded version of uh, my biggest yeah. trouble. For yeah, sure. no, that's, that's one I hear from probably yeah, a lot of uh, the people that I interview um, that yeah. have employees. That's a very difficult uh, thing. And, and because I keep hearing that over and over again is one of the reasons why I haven't taken yeah. that, that leap, right? Because I'm like, right. I love the freedom that I have and finding, right. uh, you know, going into an employee, like for me, I can, you know, leave after the kids are gone to school and then mm-hmm. I can work through the whole day and skip lunch and skip coffee breaks and all that stuff and just get the work done and then, and then be done in time to pick up kids like before when I needed to pick them up or whatever. Um, and I got into that routine, uh, of just working, working, working and getting, you know, things. So then, you know, I think about employees in it for me, it's funny because I think about it being, a restriction on my freedom because now I got to sit and I got to give this person this right. coffee break and then I got to stop for lunch for 30 minutes and I got a thing. But it's, it's funny because if, unless I take that leap eventually, then it actually restricts my freedom in the long run. 
because then I'll always be tied with being in the business, having to be the one that's working instead of having that you know opportunity to then maybe uh, step away from it and letting others uh, you know take it over. So that's one of those uh, right things. But everybody struggles yeah. with that employee uh, finding the right people, motivating them to stick around. It's- it's definitely an epidemic like right now in, in, you know, across the world or whatever. I think that a lot of people are, are struggling with the same thing, but uh, you know, at the same time that, you know, employees, you have to remember, you know, they do make you money. That's why they're there, you know, and it allows for a little bit different type of freedom, you know, to be able to take away. Uh, But I've struggled with it. A couple of years ago, I went to just down to just myself and one other guy and uh, it was a lot more relaxed. I enjoyed, Mm -hmm the job again, you know, once, uh, once again, but, uh, I don't know. I, I enjoy the challenge as well. Um, so it's, it's a catch 22 across the board. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. If you can find that right mix of employees as long-term employees, like you've yeah. got, uh, you know, one or two of, if you can, you know, start yeah. bringing on those, then it changes the game completely. Yeah. Um, I, I used to have so much fun with a guy that was kind of my right hand man, mm-hmm. uh, right hand man in, in, when him and I would go out, we would just have a ball. We'd have mm-hmm. way too much fun, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I enjoyed coming into work every day with him. And I've always enjoyed working with other people. Uh, yeah. I, I don't mind working by myself. Uh, it is definitely relaxing and you can, you know, work on your own time, like you say, but uh, uh, I've always enjoyed the camaraderie of others uh, on the job site and uh, all in all. Very cool. Cool. So uh, what is your favorite thing about being self-employed? Uh, well, freedom. We talked about that a little bit. Yep. Um, being able to make your own shots, you know, uh, not having to, uh, to, uh, worry about, you know, anybody else, uh, and what they might think is best for, uh, you know, if you were to work a nine to five somewhere else, mm-hmm. uh, I, I can't stand sitting inside all day. I've never mm-hmm. been able to do that. Um, and just the creativity and the entrepreneur side as well. Uh, just the challenge of it. Uh, I enjoy that as well. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Um, in uh, what ways do you market your business and maybe share your number one marketing tip? Um, well, I used to do quite a few publications around here. Uh, okay. They had a couple different magazines that were like more uh, just homeowner based uh, okay. in some of these HOAs, but I got absolutely zero ROI on that. Uh, and, uh, that was more just keeping my brand awareness out there. Okay. Uh, but lately I found that Facebook, um, some of these groups, you know, with your local communities, um, and references and referrals, referrals, is a huge one for me. It always has mm-hmm. been. Um, but that's been pretty big and I'm not talking about, uh, you know, running the ads on Facebook. I'm talking about some of these, uh, like, like around here, we've got what's called, uh, I don't know if I can give any names, but it's called, uh, it's like a chatter group, you know, okay, for the yeah. local city that, that yeah. I'm in. And, um, I've gotten a lot of referrals from that, you know, okay. from, from, uh, referral based, but that's yeah. pretty big. I've never done the like postcards or anything like yeah. that. Um, not that I won't in the future, you know, like I said, if we're trying to bump up lawn care or something like that, maybe I mm-hmm. will. Um, I used to do Angie's list and home advisor, uh, now I found that wasn't really, the ROI wasn't there as, as mm-hmm. for, at least in my area, I know different areas it works differently and Yelp and all that, but, uh, I don't do any of that anymore. 
just last year, I actually had my website professionally done. Uh, I had always done it myself Mm -hmm. uh, in the past, but, um, but that's, you know, that's our storefront, you know, as far as uh, our image, you know, when people search for us on Google, uh, that's pretty big nowadays. So um, that's about it. I really don't do much. A lot of it's referrals and word of mouth. Okay. Very cool. Uh, you mentioned uh, quite a few times in different uh, <coughs> answers that you talked about um, about HOAs and stuff. And um, mm-hmm. it's not a question that I have uh, here that I normally ask, but um, I know a lot of people are interested in getting into that. Um, mm-hmm. What would you say would be um, a good way if somebody's you know getting into lawn care or landscaping, or they, maybe they have an existing business of maybe targeting those? How, what would you know, how would they get their foot in the door, say to an HOA or something? What would you suggest? So a lot of the HOAs in my area work with uh, a property manager and that's somebody that's going to have maybe, Oh, I I guess it could range across the board, but 20 or 30 HOAs that they uh, manage all the the money and, and and get the dues from everybody that -hmm. they will have a list of uh, contracts or contractors that they will, uh, provide the HOA as suggestions, you know, and, and at the end of the day, it's the HOA and the, the board and, and all that who actually makes the decision. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely working with the property managers, that's huge. If, if you're really wanting to get into it, um, that, that'd be the first step I would take for sure. Okay. And so just on top up, of that, you know, so just looking yeah, at property uh, managers. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just do a Google search for that. And uh, besides that, it's just working with, uh, you know, certain homes inside that HOA already. You can ask them as you're working on their property. Uh, hey, you know, who takes care of your HOA, you know, and networking in that manner as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great advice for people. I know uh, I've had the, that question uh, from people in the past and I'm like, Sorry, I don't, <laughs> I haven't done yeah. uh, HOAs and stuff. They're not very big around here. Um, so, but yeah, great uh, advice there. Uh, so do you use uh, any software to manage your business? I use QuickBooks. That's always been my go-to main, yeah. uh, you know, form of accounting. And then I dabble with Jobber as well. Okay. Um, I'm looking to make a move to do something a little bit more in depth this year, as far as keeping track of uh, like the time clock and stuff like that okay. uh, through a, through an app, you know, and Jobber I know is really good at that, but uh, mainly QuickBooks and then Jobber uh, as kind of a substitute. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so uh, one of the most common questions that I get in my business is what do I do in the winter? So is there a winter or off season in your business? And if so, uh, what do you do in the winter? Yeah, definitely. A, definitely an off season. We're off, uh, you know, like I said, Christmas to about uh, the middle of March is when we really start ramping up sometimes okay. a little earlier than that with our mulch installs, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, what I do in the off season, I mean, we do snow removal, uh, like yeah. I said, when it snows, uh, that past three or four years, we haven't had that much. Okay. Uh, it's been, and that's a lot of the commercial I do have is, is snow removal as well. Yeah. And, uh, what's really big around here is the, the liability side of that with yes. uh, salting and treating the lots and all that. That's, that's mm-hmm. where the money is at in my area because we don't yeah, get yeah. huge amounts of snow. You know, I think our average is 24 inches for the year. So, uh, the actual accumulation side of it, uh, is not that much, but salting liability, uh, treating walkways and making sure that nobody's going to slip and fall. That's yeah. uh, a huge part of my winter, um, keeping up with all that. And then, you know, yeah. it's a great 
great time to uh, work on your business and mm -hmm. get things ramped up for the next year. Look at your last year, look at everything, you know, your, your, uh, your, your profit margins and all that and seeing what you could do better for the next year. I think that's a huge bonus in this industry. Yeah. A lot of people ask, you know, I, you know, I've had clients ask me as well. They're like, what do you do in the winter time? How do you make it yeah. through? Well, you know, you've got that winter coming. So obviously you're going to plan for that uh, financially, yeah. but uh, being able to take that time with, uh, with your business and work on it, and, and spending time with family as well. That's when we make yeah. up for that lost time, you know, when, yes. when we are busy. So, yeah, it, yeah it, absolutely. But every, every single winter, I think I'm going to get a little bit of a break, you know, and then uh, before you know it, it's spring again and we're, yeah, yeah. we're hustling away, you know. So I know, it creeps, it, it it never creeps up so fast. Never fails. Yeah, it's funny. Um, <clears throat> as I, uh, when I was younger <clears throat> doing it, I would... Uh, you know, end of the season would come and the winter would kind of hit and I would be like very antsy to get back to lawn care and all that. Right. But the last few years as I've gotten older, I'm like, no, not yet. It's too soon. Yeah. <laughs> My body's yeah. still like, no. <laughs> right. Can't and it's so up. hard to get back at it too in the spring, yeah. you know, those first couple of weeks, man, they're, they're yeah, they, you know, that first awful. month is, is rough. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I've um, found met, the winters, the, yeah. the, win, the winters, as long as I stay busy, you know, we've got to stay busy, keep our minds occupied. Uh, cause sometimes that winter blues can set into, yes. which, can, which can affect us as well. Yeah. So you mentioned, uh, the snow removal side of it and, uh, the, uh, assaulting and the icing and all that sort of stuff. Um, what would be, again, a question that uh, I don't have written down, um, but just popped in my head is what would be, say, some advice to people wanting to get into that as far as your own liability um, to that? Uh, what would you maybe um, recommend to somebody in terms of, uh, say, the insurance that you require? Uh, like what would you, um, like liability amount, for example, would you suggest somebody uh, look into? Because uh, people tend to um, want to get away with the cheapest insurance prices. Mm -hmm. And uh, when it comes to that, it's not anything you want to mess around with because right. uh, having liability on lawn care is a whole different ball game with snow and ice where, uh, you know, the chances of something or somebody getting hurt is way higher uh, with right. uh, with that. So what would you, uh, maybe, uh, recommend to somebody? Well, first and foremost, definitely make sure you are insured. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely make sure of that when I first got into snow removal, uh, I actually just subbed, uh, under some other bigger companies in my area and really learned a lot because they had me fill out a lot of paperwork, um, basically covering, covering their butts, you know? Um, but I learned a lot from seeing what they did and how they handled it. And then I just took those and implemented them into my own business. I still okay. do about 20% subbed uh, uh, under another big name company in my area. Okay. And that just kind of fills out my schedule because all I do with snow removal is just commercial. I don't do any residential okay. yeah, yeah. driveways or anything, which I know that, that, that there's some good money in that as well. Uh, I just kind of got into the commercial game back, you know, several years ago and uh, yeah. I'm kind of locked in at this point yeah, and with yeah. the salting and all that, that it, it keeps you busier around yes. my area. So, uh, definitely, definitely make sure you're insured, uh, have some contracts in place, um, that you have with your customers and that's, that's for them as well. You know, that's yeah. so they know they have some guidelines there and they're not expecting anything out of you that, uh, that maybe you weren't, uh, you know, gonna, gonna offer. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, just so you have that communication between you and uh, they, they need a copy of the, your uh, COI as well. Um, yep. And just making sure that you have everything in writing because yeah. just because you said something or just because they said something doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to hold up, you know, yeah. uh, if something does happen. So yeah. a lot of so it is, is liability. Yeah. So is there um, sort of a minimum amount you would say to get insurance for? Uh, I wouldn't do any less than a million, but I guess that just depends yeah. on your area. I would probably yeah, talk yeah. with uh, your insurance provider for yeah. sure. Yeah. 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 And the thing with um, commercial, um, like I know um, somebody that I know that does uh, the salting and stuff mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter how good you do it. Um, there's still the chance, um, yeah. you know, he was doing a small uh, strip mall type thing and, um, you know, found out after that he was being sued by that strip mall company because a patron of that one of those businesses said they slipped and fell and hurt themselves right. and was suing yeah. that, that strip mall. Now, so the strip mall was then in turn suing him because he's the one that right. was contracted to do it. And he was almost insulted because he's like, I'm there like all the time. I like, I've got yeah. all these detailed records. He was like insulted by it, but it doesn't matter if a person right. says that they slipped and fell, there's nothing you can do about it. Right. Right. Whether and they're, he- you know, maybe they're not honest or whatever, cause you know, it was right. done, but it doesn't matter. It's, you have to have that protection there to, well, that's where record keeping on your end too, you know, recording the times that you were out there taking pictures, you know, before and after not to show anybody, but just for your own records, just in case something like that were to come up. Uh, I know the companies that I worked for in the past, they required that, you know, not only did they want to make sure that I was out there, but uh, for, for the liability as well. Yeah. You had pictures and record everything down to detailed time minutes. You were out there. Uh, yeah. Amount of yeah. product you used everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Apparently the, um, insurance company this year or the insurance companies in general this year where I live for the guys that are doing it, like the prices skyrocketed this year, like three times, uh, what they were normally oh, yeah. paying and what they want in terms of records is like crazy now from, yeah, you know, like, like you were saying, they want photos before and after they want to know how much product you put down, what product you put down. They want the temperature, uh, that it was when you arrived there, uh, those photos, all that stuff. Like there's so much, uh, out there, right. Uh, for each time and every property that you go to and stuff. So, well, yeah, and, and not uh, just that, but the property man, uh, the property, uh, itself, you know, if you damage something out there, you break a curb or, or uh, maybe you use the wrong type of ice melt on some brand new concrete and it, and it eats it up. You know, there's all yeah. that as well that, that, that's yeah, yeah. taken into place. So it's a lot of liability, but there is good money in it, you know, and, yeah, yeah. and it does keep your guys busy in the off season too. Yeah. A lot of, there's some companies around here that uh, that's mainly, that's their main source of income, you know, yes. it, is the risk management side of things. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I know another guy that uh, has a construction company mainly. Um, does a lot of high-end landscaping, like hardscaping stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, in the wintertime, converts all his bobcats and trucks with plows and right. keeps his crews going, doing snow, and he's got contracts all over the city. And, you know, he'll say, you know what, I, I, not one word of a lie, that we make more money in the one month or two months of snow removal and that sort of stuff uh, and the sort of liability right. then we do the whole year with the hardscaping that we do <laughs> like that's our main you know what our business is called and you know the name of our business is all about hardscaping and we will make more money icing and and snow plowing 
you know, in just that one or two month window, then we do the rest of the year with all the other stuff. Right. Um, because of yeah, just that. Back in 13, 14, we had a really bad winter here, a lot of snow. Yeah. And uh, we did, we did really good. But it's like ever since then, uh, I've always said my first thing is that you can't bank on it. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you can't rely on that to pay, yes. you know, your overhead and all that. But when it does snow, you know, it's nice. <laughs> yeah. 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 Good little extra income and, and keeps the guys busy. So, yes, absolutely. So, what are your future plans or goals for your business? Um, well, I kind of dabbled on it, but this year I'd like to get more organized as far as having certain crews do certain things. And that's just part okay. of growing, uh, the past, you know, in the past I've been kind of more stagnant, not really growing much, just more focusing on, uh, getting, uh, getting better before we get bigger type of thing and keep that quality. Uh, but this year it's definitely getting more organized as far as using something like jobber or, uh, anything else. And, uh, really, really just um, really focusing on that side of the business so that we are just as profitable as we can be and as efficient as we can be keeping the, that communication with the customers, uh, about our scheduling and everything. That's really what I'm going to focus on this year. And, uh, you know, myself being more involved in the office, uh, it's definitely going to allow for some more changes as far as getting more up to date with uh, newer technology and some of these tools that we have now that we didn't have, you know, when I started out. Okay. Very cool. So this next question is a kind of a fun one. Um, so what's the weirdest thing that you've seen or has happened to you during business? Okay. So I, you know, I knew we were getting ready to do this podcast today. And last night I was talking with my wife and I knew that this was one of the questions and I am like, you know, honey, uh, I've never had anything weird happen to me, really weird happen to me in business. Uh, I mean, can you think of anything? And, and she just immediately something popped into her head and she's just like, what about the time the guy stole your cat? And I'm like, Oh yeah, that was pretty weird. So, uh, several years ago I was running my business out of the house at the time and we have a detached garage and all that. And I, we're on a couple acres and we've got, we used to have, uh, like farm cats, you know, out there to yeah. keep the rodents at bay and all that. Okay. So we had a cat we were pretty fond of. And, uh, you know, a couple days went by after I had let this guy go uh, for just reasons that we don't need to get into. Yeah. It just wasn't working out between us. And so I'd let this guy go and he had gotten back to, uh, the house a little earlier than I did that day. And, uh, it, a couple days have gone by after that. And we started realizing that we were missing, uh, the cat. We couldn't find it anywhere. It hadn't eaten its food, you know, outside or, mm -hmm. or anything. It didn't know what was going on. And, and this had happened a couple of times where, you know, cats kind of run off and do their thing yeah. and then come back, but he hadn't come back in like two weeks at this point. And, uh, so we got a call from, uh, some people that were friends with that live about four miles down the road from us that own a, a hog farm. And, uh, they said, Hey, you know, you know, they're friends with us on Facebook. They know about our cats and yeah. all that. They know what they look like from pictures on Facebook. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, they said, I think, I think we have your cat because we had posted that, you know, lost cat or whatever. And so I went down there to this hog farm and sure enough, it was this cat that uh, had gone bonkers at this point, had some eaten some, uh, some, I don't know, some, some uh, antifreeze or something. I don't know, but the cat yeah. had gone crazy. It was the same cat because we knew from the markings on it. So yeah. Long story short, what we think happened is this guy, uh, this is just what, this is our story that we think happened. Yep. We think this guy threw this cat in the back of his truck and took off, you know, just mad or something. Yeah. And, uh, and the cat jumped out at this point, you know, where he made a turn to go home. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's crazy weird. We'll never really know the truth. <laughs> yeah. But we swear, she swears, my wife swears that this guy stole our cat. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure you've never heard something like that before. <laughs> no, no, that's the first for that one. Uh, yeah. yeah. At first, I wasn't sure when you said somebody stole your cat. I was like, yeah. I, the first thing that popped in my head was, okay, like a, a pet cat. But then before you started getting into the story, I thought, okay, no, no, no. He must be like a caterpillar, like a, a, oh, right. like a machine <laughs> type cat. Right? No, it's a real cat. <laughs> no, not yet. I mean, I've had equipment stolen and stuff like that, but, uh, you know, my own pet cat has definitely it, been the weirdest thing that's been. Yeah, stolen. that is, that is pretty so, strange. Yeah, yeah. I guess, it, I guess a bit disgruntled. <laughs> uh, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, or so, just, you know, trying to retaliate something. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what is one hidden pitfall with running a lawn care business that you see that prevents people from succeeding? Well, the whole shiny object syndrome uh, okay. can be can be one of those things. I know when I first got into business, you know, uh, it was kind of before I started watching things on YouTube and stuff, but wanting to have the biggest and the best and the, the most awesome equipment out there because, you know, we love what we do and we love the equipment we work with. And uh, that's yeah. kind of what drives us at some point. Um, but getting over that, I would say, you know, not falling into that trap okay. from yeah. the get go would be my number one piece of advice. Do not look at what everybody else is doing. Mm -hmm. Take some advice from people that you trust, have some mentors, you know, have some people that have been in, you know, been in your shoes and, and have been where you're at, but never, ever, uh, just look at what everybody else is doing and say, Oh, well, if that's what they're doing, then that should work for my business. Right. Yeah. You know, every single business is going to be different as, as, yes. as much as the similarities in this game as there are. And in this industry, uh, every single business is different. Everybody's got different overhead. Everybody's got different amount of hours they can work. Yeah. And uh, having the equipment that works for you uh, would be what I would focus on. Not necessarily having the biggest, the brightest, the newest equipment uh, right off the get go. Uh, you know, focus on actually doing the work and realizing that, hey, you have a passion for this, that you can do this for several years. And then you can uh, slowly move up with it. Yeah. Having the right equipment is, is key. You want that yes. dependable equipment, but you don't want to get it. You know, you, you don't want to get carried away with it to the point where you're not making any money. You get burnout and then you're stuck with uh, you're stuck with, you know, brand new shiny equipment. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that's great advice that you see it all the time with people. And uh, yeah, yeah, it can really uh, put you in a difficult spot. <laughs> yeah, you because you realize, you know, you may love what you're doing, but when you have maybe you're, you know, taking out payments or something on all this equipment and you have all this brand new high-end expensive equipment sitting there uh, that you have to pay for every month or whatever. Um, it takes the fun out of it really quickly. Yeah. Really quick. Yeah, no, definitely. I always look at, cause I was, you know, I keep thinking about replacing my truck. I've got a 2005 GMC Sierra, a three quarter ton uh, with the Duramax and stuff. And I keep, you yeah. know, it's getting older the, you know, the engine mm -hmm. people all say, Oh, that truck will last forever. Yeah. The engine will last forever. And the transmission, the Allison transmission will probably last forever. But the rest of the right. truck is just a regular as a gas truck. And it's yeah. got, you know, there's electrical things that start to fall apart and switches and things that don't work and, you know, right. all sorts of, you know, little knickknacks and stuff. And, uh, you know, I always think, but then I look at these new trucks and I'm like, are you insane? Like $80,000. And I always yeah. put it in terms of like, um, you know, you know how many lawns that is to mow to right. pay that off. And, 
you know, it's funny because it's almost, it, it works from to me, to my advantage in the sense that, you know, these uh, salesmen, they'll come up to you and they're like, oh, you know, yeah, it's such a nice truck, you know, imagine yourself. Blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? With as much as I love this, this truck, this new shiny new truck, my hate for monthly payments is greater than my love for this, yep. for, for this new truck. Cause I'm like, there's no right. way I want to be stuck in a, you know, a thousand dollar payment a month, uh, for a truck for the next, you know, six, seven years or something to pay off this ridiculously overpriced vehicle for mowing lawns. And it's like, right. it's, it's, uh, it's, it's very difficult for me to, to, to go down that road. Uh, but I see yeah. a lot of guys that just jump in and they're like, you know, this mountain of debt right from the beginning. Right. Well, yeah. and definitely if you're solo, you know, you got to be a lot more cautious about those things. Yeah. You know, I, I, funny story. I had a, a 2008 F450. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had it, had it for several years and uh, it was getting to the point there where I was afraid to send my guys out in mm-hmm. it because it was always breaking down. It's yeah. the, it's the six, four, which has uh it's one of the first ones where they put the DPF on there and all okay. of that. And it's before they run the deaf fluid uh, yeah. before, before that came along. So it was kind of like the, uh, the, the, you know, the, definitely the, the runt of the litter as yeah, yeah. far as that year and that motor was concerned. And so I got it. It was an old Brickman truck when I got it, okay. I got it in another truck and a couple of trailers from uh, an auction. And so I ran that, truck. I ran the tires off of it. The tires were completely bald. The bed was falling off because the salt had eaten it uh, right. before I even got it, you know, yeah. um, it was starting to cost me a lot more money just to maintain it. And, mm-hmm. and uh, like I said, being afraid to send my guys out, out in it because I wasn't sure if it was going to break down or not. So yeah. uh, at the end of last month, I actually just traded that truck and finally mm-hmm. got out of it and got a bare bones, three quarter tons, uh, yeah. Silverado, uh, bare bones, none of the bells and whistles. You know, I uh, don't need all that for my guys to be in. Yeah. And uh, so finally upgraded, finally upgraded that. So it, it's a catch 22, you know, you can run yeah. some older equipment and like your truck, I think that's one of my favorite trucks, the Duramax in it. I mean, that's, that's yeah. a, a beast right there. Yeah, yeah. But um, if you're running equipment that's not even uh, getting the job done, that's when you probably need to think about it, but know your numbers yeah. for sure. Know yes, what you're yes. getting into yes. and don't get yes, it in def- over your head. Yes, definitely. My truck is uh, when I have to when I sit down and think about it. It's like, okay, everything that's wrong with it is nothing that's stopping me from working. It's right. Yeah. It's little minor things, right? That are annoyances. Yeah. yeah, it'd be nice that you know if this was working or that was working or or what. But but that's that's the thing too is you can't let your personal yeah uh, wants and, and and desires get in interfere with your business needs. You know. Yeah. Uh, as far as my concern. I could care less what the trucks are. You know, yes, yeah. I want to look professional yeah. and uh, and have dependable equipment because the customers see that as well. Yes. But you cannot let your your personal wants and needs get into the, to business. Yeah, yeah. It's business is business. You're buying these things because they make you money. Yes, and yes, that's yes. it. You know? Yeah, and, th- and that's the thing with me. I still have customers that come, like it never fails. Every spring I'll show up and they're like, did you get a new truck? I'm like, no, it's the same truck I've been driving for 50 because it looks really it's nice. Washed. Yeah, it's just, it's just not, you know, it's well taken care of as far as that part of it goes, right? It's, right. It looks good. It still looks, you know, fairly modern and stuff, right? It's shiny and, and stuff, right? Another benefit of, uh, of being solo is you, you nobody's ever going to take care of your equipment like you do. Yes. You know, and yeah. because you have a sense of pride in it. And so, yes, for sure. 
Yeah. So, and that's one of the things. And then I look at these new ones and go, do I really want to deal with a diesel truck that you have to put def fluid in and stuff like that? We're right. mine, you don't yeah. have to do any of that stuff. Right. Yeah. So it's like, yep. <laughs> um, so the next question I have here is if you were to start a lawn care business all over again, what is one thing that you would do differently? Oh, what wouldn't I do differently? Um, <laughs> I would say definitely um, not looking at what everybody else is doing. You know, yeah. when I first started, I was so, uh, you know, we have a lot of, a lot of, com- a lot of competitors around my area, but there's okay. plenty of work to go around. Yeah. Um, so I would look at what these other companies are doing probably way too much, you know, for my own good and think, Oh, well they're doing that. It looks like they're doing something right. You know, they've got it going on and that's probably what I should do too. Instead of focusing on the numbers from the get go, you know, first couple of years in business, I didn't even realize I was losing money. You know, I just, Mm -hmm. I looked good out there doing it, but you know, I was in it for the wrong reasons. So definitely from the get go, I would for sure, uh, know my numbers from the get go and, uh, and start off with that, you know, from the very get go. Very cool. Um, so in your lawn care business, uh, what would you say is the biggest frustration uh, that you've seen about running a lawn care business? Um, well, I mean the, the health thing, that was one, but we kind of already talked about that. Yeah. Um, biggest frustration, honestly, with me is kind of the, the persona that people have, you know, uh, as far as the people that, uh, that don't know anything about the industry uh, that may hire your services or whatever. I would say that persona, Oh, it's just, it's just the lawn care guy. You know, he, yeah. he doesn't know anything. It doesn't take anything to, you know, push a mower. When, when you really realize that this business is extremely challenging because yeah. of the seasonal aspect of it. Yeah. There's a lot of budgeting that we have to know our numbers and know what we need to make it through winter. Yeah. Uh, and if people realized how difficult it actually is, in this industry to get by more than a couple of years, you yeah. know, I, I would say that's probably like, it kind of just eats at me sometimes, you know, where yeah. the, you'd look down on because you own a, a lawn care company or something that used to get me, used to get me. It doesn't bother me anymore, but okay. uh, used to be something. Yeah. Um, so what would you say is one resource that you use the most in building your lawn care business? Um, definitely talking to people that have been where I'm at, you know, mentors. Okay. Uh, there's some Facebook, Facebook groups I'm a part of, uh, some are private and some are, uh, you know, more popular, but just talking with other people about your struggles, being more open with Mm -hmm. what's going on. I would say that's, that's been a huge thing for me and, you know, YouTube for sure. Um, whenever you need to learn anything, you know, you go to the school of YouTube, uh, university of YouTube and you can figure it out. You know, if yeah. I were to do it all over again, I, I would definitely probably, and this is my own personal uh, preference, I would not go and uh, spend money on a degree. Uh, okay. I believe that, you know, as an entrepreneur, uh, if you're not willing to put in the work to um, learn as easily as it is to learn and soak up information now through Audible and through, you know, YouTube and uh, all these books and everything. I mean, it's so much easier now to yes. learn everything you need to know. And if you have a passion for it, uh, I think that, you know, you got to find that easy too. I'm not de- trying to deter anybody from, from going to school or anything, but that's my personal opinion for myself. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to explain to my daughter, like I mentioned, um, 
uh, just started university. I was mm-hmm. trying to explain to her the concept of going to the library and having to use a card catalog to look yeah. up <laughs> yeah. a book. I'm like, you guys have it so easy. You just pull out your phone, type right. in something, and it's right there at your fingertips. Versus, you know, I'd have to go to the library. I had to look through all these card catalogs to find out where the book is in the first place. Right. Then you'd have to go find the book to even see if it's even you know, worth what you're looking for, you know, if it has anything to do with what you need or, or anything. Oh, and, and not to mention that semester of research for your research paper that you had to do. Yeah. And you actually had to crack open a book and you couldn't just get on Google and Google it, you know? So yeah, yeah. It's funny. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing how it's changed. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's, it's absolutely crazy. In- information's um, right at our fingertips. That's, yeah. Um, what is uh, one thing that uh, people don't realize about running a lawn care business because it seems to be, you know, I, I think the, the, the big thing with people is that they see, you know, you can be a kid after school mowing lawns. You can be, there's, you know, such a range there. You could be a guy with a pickup truck and just throw your homeowner mowers in the back, which, you know, you see quite often uh, to full scale, full businesses and stuff. So, uh, you know, what, what's that one thing that people don't realize? Uh, you know, from an outsider's perspective, you know, are you talking about just the, uh, average Joe that has no interest in lawn care? Uh, no, like somebody who's maybe thinking about getting into lawn care because they, they have a perception that, you know, it's that sort of kind of relates to that other question of, you know, you're just mowing lawns. You just, it's simple. It's easy. It's yeah. I can mow grass. Anybody can mow grass. Right. Yeah. Uh, I would say that it is a business and there is everything that goes with a normal business along with it, you know? As far as your overhead and, and like I said before, knowing your numbers um, that, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize that it actually is a, a difficult business to get into because mm-hmm. of the seasonality aspect of it. Um, okay. And you're doing different things at different times of the year, your profit margins and your, your overall um, uh, profits at certain times of the years or, or certain times of the season are going to be different, you know, and the fluctuation there. Is something that we need to account for. And I think a lot of people get into it, not really knowing much about business, but knowing a lot about, you know, mowing grass. And uh, sometimes we need to educate ourselves more on the actual business side of it and realize that you are running or you do own a business here. It's not just, uh, you're not just cutting grass, you know, for, for, for Sue down the road anymore. You know, if you want to take it seriously and and be in business for a longer than a couple of years or five years, you know, you got to look at the grand scheme of things and realize uh, that side of it. Yeah. Yeah. I've met a lot of guys uh, where that's um, even in the franchise system that I was a part of that, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, you think it'd be all laid out for you. And that's what bit them in the butt was that they could get out there and mow lawns or trim hedges beautifully. But that business end of it, the paperwork end of it, at the end right. of the, you know, they would let it slide, let it slide, let it slide. And the next thing you know, you know, there was this one guy I was talking to and he was like, he hadn't been paid from so many people because he just, mm-hmm. he didn't like doing the paperwork part. So he never invoiced people. I was like, what are right, you doing? Yeah. Like you have to yeah. get paid. Right. And then he was behind in his taxes and all this stuff. And it was just this mess. Cause he, he wasn't good at that part of it. I was like, you have to be good at that. Yeah. And he, he, he didn't like doing it. I mean, nobody, well, I mean, yeah. maybe some people, I guess, like doing it, but sometimes like what I found in the past is, uh, some of the things that you hate doing the most are the things you need to be doing the most, yeah. you know, to get, to get through that and to get that routine going on. Like you said, billing your invoicing it. Yeah. If you're not doing that, then, uh, you might as well not even take the truck out and do yeah. anything, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. 
right, so we're down to the last two questions. And this next one is one of my favorites as well. And it is, um, share your best piece of advice with those just starting out in the business. Now, I want you to come at this from the point of view that this is somebody that you really like, maybe a family member or something like that. Uh, it's somebody that you only want to see them succeed. You want the best for them. If they were to come up to you and say, hey, Michael, I'm thinking about starting a lawn care business. You know, what's your best piece of advice for me? What would you say? Um, don't be afraid to get advice from others. Um, mm -hmm. You know, get the right people in the door. You know, maybe you can't afford a, a bookkeeper or something like that from the get go or a financial advisor. But I would say definitely know your weaknesses and focus on those first. Okay. Yeah. Very I good. Mean, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's a that's one I haven't heard before. And that's a, yeah. absolutely makes sense. Yeah. Focus on your weaknesses. It's the hardest thing. You know, you got to, yeah. you have to set the ego aside sometimes in order yeah. to be truly successful. And, you know, you have to realize that maybe you're not good at everything. And uh, the things that you don't like doing are the things you need to be focusing on the most. Yeah. Uh, especially from the start. Yeah. And even if it means like in that last example, even if it means, um, you know, ultimately, it's something you can't wrap your head around, then at least you know that that's where you need to get help from somebody else to take care of right. so you can focus in on the stuff that you're good at. Um, yeah. But either way, it's something you have to address. You just can't let it sort of slide uh, on the side. Yeah, it's not going to get any better. <laughs> no, you know, great piece of advice. Yeah. So last question, how can people <laughs> follow you online? Uh, and, maybe, well, on and maybe tell us what you're up to. Okay. So I'm on YouTube, uh, at get it done with gun on YouTube and then Instagram just started that this year, I guess last year now, uh, at get it done with gun on Instagram, uh, Facebook as well, but, uh, that's just my own personal account. And then, uh, gunlandscaping.com is my website. And then also I am going to be starting a podcast here as well. Yeah. Um, I, I had some, some, uh, hiccups in that we've, uh, and I don't okay. think I mentioned it yet, but, uh, this uh, over Christmas, we actually announced that we're going to be having a third child. So I've oh. got a baby on the way. Congratulations! So that's kind of thank you. So yeah. that's kind of that's kind of deterred my plans once again. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. From having the time to do the podcast, but it is yeah. something I've wanted to do for a long time now. Uh, same with the YouTube. You know, I wanted to do that for for years and never had the courage to do it. I'm kind of introverted, and so yeah. stepping out of my bubble, you know, and and, and getting out there and being more outgoing to share the information with people that I had shared with me, you know, that, that people shared, uh, that I was, uh, looking at and looking up to and for several years in business, just giving back to a community that I yeah. can, uh, you know, that, that's an awesome community on YouTube and Instagram as well. So yeah, they can find me on Instagram and YouTube at get it done with gun and then okay. the podcast. Uh, I'm sure that, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have that going here soon enough. So yeah. So I noticed on Instagram, uh, I noticed the uh, pictures of like the uh, podcast studio construction. So yeah. does that mean that's going to be now turned into a nursery or do you still get to keep it? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, so no, it's out in my garage. I've got a detached garage at my house where I used to run the business out of. And so I had some extra space out there. So, uh, you know, like I was saying, music and all that, I've, I have a background as that, of that as well. So yeah. being able to put that equipment out there too and have a place to go and kind of jam out or do the podcast or whatever yeah. and uh, not wake up any uh, sleeping babies or yeah. kids uh, is, is definitely nice. So yeah, I've, I've put a lot of work into the studio. I'm really proud of it with how it's turned out. It's been, yeah. a, it's been something I've wanted to do for a long time 
and uh, currently trying to get the internet run out there uh, okay. so that we can, you know, stream and stuff like this. But yeah. uh, so working on that aspect of it. But yeah, that's been a lot of fun building that. So kind of my awesome. other little side hustle, you know, doing framing and all that on the yeah. side and, and staying busy yeah. in the wintertime, you know. Yeah, it looked good so far from the pictures that I saw. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate very it. cool. So uh, thank you very much for uh, taking your time and uh, coming on to my podcast. It's, uh, I really appreciate it. Yeah, glad to be a, pro- a part of it here. Really excited. Awesome. Yeah, so have uh, hopefully have a prosperous uh, year ahead and uh, uh, look forward to following you and seeing uh, how uh, Get It Done With Gun uh, <laughs> moves forward for this year. <laughs> All right, cool, man. You too. So there you have it, Long Care Nation, another value-packed interview episode uh, with Michael Gunn from Gunn Landscaping. I want to take uh, a moment here to thank Mike again for taking out the time uh, to come on the podcast. Uh, we had uh, been planning this uh, episode for a while, uh, actually uh, towards the back half of 2019, uh, but uh, there was some uh, snowstorms that hit and uh, uh, Michael had to, uh, you know, obviously uh, put that first and foremost and get those uh, uh, commercial properties taken care of. So we just uh, postponed it, seeing as it was uh, the end of the year anyways, and I was about to uh, head into my uh, break. So thanks again to, uh, for Michael for coming on the show. I'll leave uh, links to all of his uh, social media for you to uh, follow if you'd like to. Make sure uh, you head on over to YouTube and uh, hit that subscribe button on his channel and follow him on Instagram as well. So uh, that's it for this week. Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.